I've got balls of steel. Hey, June 19th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 16. What's up, people? Got a pretty good show today. Um, we're going to have some music. No advertisements. And that's why I can play the music, according to Spotify. But anyway, we got a cool vampire story. All right. Um, and we have Mr. Peter M. on, who's residing in the house I reside in. And that'll be, uh, it's kind of a laid back thing. Not too comedic, but um, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Uh, tune in next week for a big-ass extravaganza. All right, thanks, bye. Yay! Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press three, four, five, and six. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press seven and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully and a small voice will tell you which number to press. If you're depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press. No. I'm dealing with fools and trolls. All right, let's take some time with... Uh... Peter, Peter M, live in the house. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Batman Spinner. That's awesome. You have one? No, thanks. Yup. Just sit here all day. <laughs> a friend of mine had a couple of them. I said, I need one of those now. For a friend of mine. I said, sure. I didn't even know, what is it, what is it for? It's just a fidget toy. Oh, okay. But it's fun, you can fucking put it on your dashboard or something. It's kind of cool. Just a fidget, if you're nervous. A lot of uh, autistic people like tactile stuff. So, this is like, it's got metal and plastic and it spins. Like spinning a basketball or, you know, a yo-yo. This is a little bit easier. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Then they have the gyro effect. Could you do the Rubik's Cube when it came out? No. I got so close, but I couldn't do it that good. No, I, I could. There's no way. Really? I forget that. I didn't even try, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey, is Ron upstairs? How about the pet rock? The, I remember the pet rock. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Some dope made a million dollars off that. <laughs> Some smart asshole. You fucking <laughs> believe that? So I retired. Well, well did you, what industries you work in? Uh, novelty? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Pet rock? Oh, I remember that, Get dude. one. <laughs> remember the Cabbage Patch dolls? We were going to come out with uh, Cabbage Patch Junkies. <laughs> cabbage Patch Junkies? Yeah, where there were little babies addicted to crack on the board. <laughs> and they come with a certificate of... Uh, Is that real? Pet. No, but I, would think, I thought it would be really a good seller. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. To a specific niche. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I like that, though. I know. That's funny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yo! I'll take uh, two red devils, please. 
you're taking Kenny to his car, but I'm so you're so nice about that. I got when he got my mail, and I got my first uh, stuff about this Medicare thing that I got to buy the supplement. Okay. And I don't have any money to buy it. I'm not gonna buy it. No, don't. That's I'm all. not going to. Don't listen to any of that shit. It's all companies trying to get you to buy insurance. It's it's confusing. It's fucking terrible. The worst part is when they they act like they're a government entity. Yeah. You know, it looks all official. And you think you have to do it. You're duping people left and right. Oh, my God. Now, you know, I know you don't like the term, but Obamacare is staying. The Supreme Court ruled 7-2 to keep it the fucking way it is. It's health care. It's health care. It's not just How would it affect us if it wasn't fucking... It's just a site that the U.S. government put up. It's much like Compass, but for the United States, the marketplace. The marketplace. That's it. That's all it is. Oh, I got one other question for you. This is important since you're the doctor. I'm the doctor. I got got, uh, a a case of, um, I I guess it's carpal tunnel. It just came on in the last two, three weeks. It's fucking painful. Well, you could be sore from digging. I'm not sure what it is, but should I have the insurance? They'll look at that, won't they? Sure, they can give you an X-ray and and find out what the fuck it is. Because I'm afraid that I'm gonna run out of insurance or something will happen and I won't be able to get it fixed. Yeah, just well, do it. You know, you don't realize, man. Your fucking uh, confidence that you instill in people when it comes to fucking putting on papers—that's worth money. Uh, you can have your own business, fucking. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh... But you can't guarantee anybody getting it through, you know? It's like you got to have a lawyer, I guess, at some point. But... It's one thing to be a paid social worker, and another thing is to do it out of charity. Yeah. Um, Did you have to hire a lawyer to get disability? No. You didn't. A lot of people do, you know that. You see them advertise they, all the time. They do, they do, but... The lawyers are sharks. You just need to uh, be persistent. The rule yeah. of thumb is you get shot down the first time, and it usually is. You always communicate by email. But, but usually the first time, you don't have nearly enough paperwork uh-huh. to prove disability. You have to be able to prove it. You know? Like, I am I have, you know, severe depression. Mm-hmm. It's called... Um, Something depressive disorder. Major depressive disorder. What's it called? Major depressive okay, disorder. Okay. It's a DSM cap? Mm-hmm. Okay. That with arthritis and a touch of anxiety here and there, but It not seemed like bad. they kicked it in when Ryan died. I, I remember they, that... Uh, did that in any way influence your decision? Feeling sorry for you or anything like it that? May, it may have. Yeah. When I went down to Philly and... The guy, my life's a mess. I lost my kids. Oh, there's gonna be changes. He said. I had to see an MD and a, and a psych. And a psych, okay. Down in Philly. For Social Security. Did they get a cut? Did anybody get a cut of it from filling out your papers? That's what the lawyers say. They get like a third of it. Of the retro. No. They were from Social Security. They're paid by Social Security. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I, uh, well, 
was out there early this morning and I didn't play any music, but I started painting the fucking Undertaker hat. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then I spilled a whole giant fucking bottle of blue fucking, what do they call this? For glitter? Glitter? Yeah, on that. Because I've been practicing painting and then dumping the glitter on it. What are you painting? The, the, the hat with that mask on it. Oh! But it's so gross looking at it. looks like he's got fucking. Um, uh, uh, got a glitter. Or <laughs> it's hanging outside the window upstairs. The glitter Undertaker hat. That's so stupid. That's if the Undertaker goes gay. I said, well, I have to have a bar. I have to have a. a, a Hello. Want to fight me, Hulk? <laughs> I do gay pretty good. Not bad. I. Whatever you want to fucking call it. Chin, <laughs> chin ball wizards. Exactly. <laughs> That's a funny. That's really bad. What are you doing today? I'm taking Kenny. Is that your highlight? That's my. That's my whole day. Okay. He's probably he'll be out here at eleven, maybe quarter of eleven, probably. Yeah. He's. I wonder what's going on with him. His eye looked bad yesterday. Was he seemed kind of, you know, down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not de- depressed, but maybe physically under. Do you think he's got something? No, his, his arms are bothering him, so I gave him some uh, pretty expensive salve to put on him. Okay. That I haven't used much at all. But, so, why? If he's going to put it on every day, so, yeah. Let him have it, since I hardly use it, so. I got it as a. So I'm in Wawa last night, yesterday, okay. right? I'm looking for something to drink. This woman goes buzzing by, and I look at her. She's got an eagle shirt on. She's pretty cute, you know. And I don't know. She's like, hey, oh, excuse me. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So, I don't know. She was. I'm just getting some candy. She goes like she's talking to me, like, uh-huh. you know. And I go, well, that's not good for you. <laughs> and she's on the wrong side. She was on the side with the ATMs and the chip bags. I said, Katie's over here. She goes around. Hey, let me try to guess your uh, favorite. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. and I picked the uh, peanut butter cups. These? Yeah, I like them, but. Mm. And I grabbed the Hershey bar. Oh, yeah, I like that. Well, I said, well, everybody likes chocolate. <laughs> White chocolate or chocolate? No, nah, just a dark, regular uh-huh. Hershey bar. And she's, I don't know, I'm in a licorice mood. She grabs the Twizzlers. And then, you know, she's off on her merry way. And then I'm checking a ticket that I had already got paid for but forgot. It's like a $4 ticket winner. And and it's coming up. Like, Then she walks by on her way out or some shit. And we talked. Oh, if you're... Did you win? I said, no. I said, no. But, uh... Can I get your phone number? I just out of the blue. Good. She goes, are you single? I go, yeah. I am. And, uh, I don't have my cell phone on me. So what I just said, well, go get a piece of paper to write something on, will you? I said something like that. Go get a piece of paper. Like, I'm telling her what to do. Go get a piece of I paper. I know. She knows you're going to be discippointed. No, she did. She went and got... I have it. Look at this. Our meaning is fucking. Seriously. And she she wrote it on a receipt that she had shopped yesterday. 
No, that's cool. What is she Patty. You can't really tell. Pepto Bismol, British blend. That's coffee, I think. Always pads. Okay. <laughs> and always discreet. So she probably has a uh, little bit of leakage going on. <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> My age. My age, but hey. Sleep tank. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, preparation age. Oh, man. Well, uh, what's this British blend? I wonder here. I don't know. We were in the whole store, uh, store in Princeton. Me and Bob, he was helping me, ordering sandwiches at lunchtime. And this woman, sort of notorious in Princeton, mm-hmm. comes up. And there's a line of people. We're just in the middle of the line. You can hear a fucking pin drop on the floor. Mm-hmm. She comes up. I want to fuck you and your friend. Can you come over to my house? Here's your It's a big weightlifter, and he's very high sect. God, yeah. you know, like fucking does it all the it's time. All, it's all the roids. <laughs> yeah, it's the roids, and it attracts women. It's huge. And uh, <laughs> it never went down. But she, he said that she uh, <laughs> has been known to do stuff like that, and she takes, she'll do it too. Oh my God! She loves fucking cock. Young cock, and she's about seventy years old. Cougar. <laughs> she's not even a cougar. She's a gilf at best. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I don't want to fuck it. What so we texted, we texted last night. Okay. And? It was fun. It was nice. She seems nice, but they all do it first, right? Exactly. Did she buy National Geographic? Is that what that is? I don't think so. NTGBD. Only Walmart knows their abbreviations. For the register. Wait a minute. What's a sleep tank? Yeah, I don't know. But it's only like... I've never had to use this, unfortunately. No. Oh, God. They, the, the birds love to have open ground. Yeah, I like that. You're liking that seat, I wasn't sure. I know, Look, you look at it, it doesn't look like something that birds want. And, and no no blackbirds. So really? it's working. Safflower seed works. That's cool, look at that. I mean, well, I looked it up. They always seem so frenzied from that other, um, and you wonder if they put like catnip or something in it. Nah. They get the birds all stirred up and they start kicking it off, it's off the... <laughs> they do, the, the crackles just kick I know, it. they do, I've seen them. Get the fuck off. Oh. Ah, we well, gonna get get back to it. Yeah, I gotta go out and. Uh, I'm hoping that I stumble across my other pipe. I cleaned up the upstairs completely again. Nothing. I always try to do that, but uh, I haven't been coming up with much new. <laughs> I've I've been, collected so much data. I probably erased ninety five percent of it. Even the last five percent in the last two months has been so Right. But I did do a it's couple of my Munari sound mosaics. I'm getting a little bit uh, better. It's fun. You know, I don't know what they are, but they're, if, if, I, I'm, I can do it. You know, uh, plywood, right? Yeah. How thin can it get? Uh, Luan, which is like three, three, sixteen, three sixteenths. There's quarter inch, half inch, what, uh, 
three quarter. What I need probably. is something that's not too thick to make a three shelf step shelf. But where in your room? I don't want it to be too heavy. Nah, for sales at like flea markets. Uh, I'll show it to you. God, it seems like something that almost be something you could buy. Because we had the fucking saws. Even I could do it, maybe. No, you can show it to me. Um, my, my weak points are fastening together. I could cut wood and tear it out, but, you know, the different fastener is the best way to fucking screw it. Right. I could nail shit together, but... Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Cool. I want to turn that giant fucking metal uh, fan container that's in the garbage area. Uh-huh. I want to turn that into a, um, a drum. A drum? Yeah. The big square thing? Yeah, but there's a, there's a donut hole in the middle of it. Oh, okay. So I've always had this idea of taking all my leftover um, guitar strings um, and somehow, you know, crisscrossing them across the top like yeah. that. And uh, seeing if there, you could possibly make something that you could make a noise on. with. Yes. Yeah. I told Ron I cleaned up the room because I'm having a nice party this weekend. You guys are invited. Party? <laughs> yeah. No, I just cracked. Yeah, we're back. Here we go. And now, the vampire of Kroglin Grange. Enjoy this short story. Make sure the lights are off. <laughs> Empire of Croglin Grange by Augustus Hare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Newgate Novelist. The Vampire of Croglin Grange by Augustus Hare. Fisher may sound a very plebeian name. But this family is of very ancient lineage, and for many hundreds of years they have possessed a very curious old place in Cumberland, which bears the weird name of Croglin Grange. The great characteristic of the house is that never, at any period of its very long existence, has it been more than one story high. But it has a terrace from which large grounds sweep away towards the church in the hollow and a fine distant view. When, in the lapse of years, the fishers outgrew Croglin Grange in family and fortune, they were wise enough not to destroy the long-standing characteristic of the place by adding another story to the house, but they went away to the south to reside at Thorncombe near Guildford, and they let Croglin Grange. 
They were extremely fortunate in their tenants, two brothers and a sister. They heard their praises from all quarters. To their poorer neighbours they were all that is most kind and beneficent, and their neighbours of a higher class spoke of them as a most welcome addition to the little society of the neighbourhood. On their part, the tenants were greatly delighted with their new residence. The arrangement of the house, which would have been a trial to many, was not so to them. In every respect, Croglin Grange was exactly suited to them. The winter was spent most happily by the new inmates of Croglin Grange, who shared in all the little social pleasures of the district, and made themselves very popular. In the following summer, there was one day which was dreadfully, annihilatingly hot. The brothers lay under the trees with their books, for it was too hot for any active occupation. The sister sat in the veranda and worked, or tried to work, for, in the intense sultriness of that summer day, work was next to impossible. They dined early, and after dinner they still sat out in the veranda, enjoying the cool air which came with evening, and they watched the sunset and the moon rise over the belt of trees which separated the grounds from the churchyard seeing it mount the heavens till the whole lawn was bathed in silver light across which the long shadows from the shrubbery fell as if embossed so vivid and distinct were they when they separated for the night all retiring to their rooms on the ground floor for as i said there was no upstairs in that house the sister felt that the heat was so great that she could not sleep and having fastened her window, she did not close the shutters. In that very quiet place it was not necessary, and, propped against the pillows, she still watched the wonderful, the marvellous beauty of that summer night. Gradually she became aware of two lights, two lights which flickered in and out in the belt of trees, which separated the lawn from the churchyard, and as her gaze became fixed upon them, she saw them emerge, fixed in a dark substance, a definite ghastly something, which seemed every moment to become nearer, increasing in size and substance as it approached. Every now and then it was lost for a moment in the long shadows which stretched across the lawn from the trees, and then it emerged larger than ever, and still coming on, on. As she watched it, the most uncontrollable horror seized her. She longed to get away, but the door was close to the window, and the door was locked on the inside, and while she was unlocking it, she must be for an instant nearer to it. She longed to scream, but her voice seemed paralysed, her tongue glued to the roof of her mouth. Suddenly, she never could explain why afterwards. The terrible object seemed to turn to one side, seemed to be going round the house, not to be coming to her at all, and immediately she jumped out of bed and rushed to the door, but as she was unlocking it, she heard scratch, scratch, scratch upon the window, and saw a hideous brown face with flaming eyes glaring in at her. She rushed back to the bed, 
but the creature continued to scratch, scratch, scratch upon the window. She felt a sort of mental comfort in the knowledge that the window was securely fastened on the inside. Suddenly the scratching sound ceased, and a kind of pecking sound took its place. Then, in her agony, she became aware that the creature was unpicking the lead. The noise continued, and a diamond pane of glass fell into the room. Then a long bony finger of the creature came in and turned the handle of the window, and the window opened, and the creature came in, and it came across the room, and her terror was so great that she could not scream, and it came up to the bed, and it twisted its long bony fingers into her hair, and it dragged her head over the side of the bed, and it bit her violently in the throat. As it bit her, her voice was released, and she screamed with all her might and main. Her brothers rushed out of their rooms, but the door was locked on the inside. A moment was lost while they got a poker and broke it open. Then the creature had already escaped through the window, and the sister, bleeding violently from a wound in the throat, was lying unconscious over the side of the bed. One brother pursued the creature which fled before him through the moonlight with gigantic strides, and eventually seemed to disappear over the wall into the churchyard. Then he rejoined his brother by the sister's bedside. She was dreadfully hurt, and her wound was a very definite one, but she was of strong disposition, not given either to romance or superstition, and when she came to herself she said, What has happened is most extraordinary and I am very much hurt. It seems inexplicable, but of course there is an explanation, and we must wait for it. It will turn out that a lunatic has escaped from some asylum and found his way here. The wound healed and she appeared to get well, but the doctor who was sent for to her would not believe that she could bear so terrible a shock so easily, and insisted that she must have change mental and physical, so her brothers took her to Switzerland. Being a sensible girl, when she went abroad, she threw herself at once into the interests of the country she was in. She dried plants, she made sketches, she went up mountains, and, as the autumn came on, she was the person who urged that they should return to Croglin Grange. We have taken it, she said for seven years, and we have only been there one, and we shall always find it difficult to let a house which is only one story high. So we had better return there. Lunatics do not escape every day. As she urged it, her brothers wished nothing better, and the family returned to Cumberland. From there being no upstairs in the house, it was impossible to make any great change in their arrangements. The sister occupied the same room, but it is unnecessary to say she always closed her shutters, which, however, as in many old houses, always left one top pane of the window uncovered. The brothers moved and occupied a room together exactly opposite that of their sister, and they always kept loaded pistols in their room. The winter passed most peacefully and happily, 
in the following march the sister was suddenly awakened by a sound she remembered only too well scratch 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 upon the window and looking up she saw climbed up to the topmost pane of the window the same hideous brown shriveled face with glaring eyes looking in at her this time she screamed as loud as she could her brothers rushed out of their room with pistols and out of the front door the creature was already scudding away across the lawn one of the brothers fired and hit it in the leg but still with the other leg it continued to make way scrambled over the wall into the churchyard and seemed to disappear into a vault which belonged to a family long extinct the next day the brothers summoned all the tenants of Croglin grange and in their presence the vault was opened a horrible scene revealed itself the vault was full of coffins they had been broken open and their contents horribly mangled and distorted were scattered over the floor one coffin alone remained intact of that the lid had been lifted but still lay loose upon the coffin they raised it and there brown withered shriveled mummified but quite entire was the same hideous figure which had looked in at the windows of Croglin Grange with the marks of a recent pistol shot in the leg and they did the only thing that can lay a vampire they burnt it end of the vampire of Croglin Grange This has been a Mark McCarrion production.